The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Remember, in Revelation 19.10, it says in part that the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So every time a prophecy is released, the front and center is our Lord Jesus Christ. And for all of you, if you miss some of our radio programs, we are on podcast. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, it is www.SOGMI.org. So much is happening. The Holy Spirit is on the move. And what he does right now is breathtaking. And what he's about to do for the rest of this year and 2019 and beyond are breathtaking. Just want to remind you, here in the United States of America, we are experiencing harvest. And this glorious harvest will go beyond 2019. The seeds Christians here in the United States sowed all over the world by preaching the gospel in power and making disciples. Even the seeds of our pioneers who have gone before us, the martyrs. And since we are now member of the household of God, we will reap bountiful harvest because of their obedience, because of their seeds. And of course, you add that to our seeds all over the world. So in spite of us, in spite of what is going on in the country, the political revival will continue. The transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence to the body of Christ, the financier in preaching the gospel, they will continue to receive bountiful harvest, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Those financiers in the kingdom of God. So get on the giving side. Finance the kingdom. Finance the preaching of the gospel and discipleship to mature the body of Christ. And for those of you, my dear brothers and sisters, who are presently experiencing financial difficulties, your situation is just temporary because you will harvest the seed that the pioneers, those who have gone before us, also harvest is here. So repent and get on the giving side, okay? And make plans for your deliverance. Make plans for the financial breakthrough. And don't forget God. Salvation of our loved ones will be part of the harvest, reconciliation, God-ordained relationships, healings in our physical bodies. Those are a part of the harvest. Only believe. You don't feel that you don't deserve it? You may be right. But receive it anyway for one reason and reason alone. God loves you. And Jesus paid the price for your salvation and prosperity and wellness at the cross. This is God's idea. It is a gift of life, the newness of life on this earth. And he is the one who called you. You never make mistakes. 
I may not understand why he called you. You may not understand why he called you. He never makes mistake, and he loves you. So get on God's side, obey his instructions, shake the heaviness off you, and put your hope and trust in him. It is a gift, just like me. And I said, I am so confident and so secured in who I am because I know that no matter what I do or don't do, Jesus is in love with me. And he will do everything in his power. When I called on him, he is there. And as far as he is concerned, you and I are worth dying for. So you are worthy of his love, of his protection, his provision. Receive it. Okay? One of the glorious things that we, the church, is experiencing is that we're learning more about God the revelation of Jesus Christ, his plan, and his ways of doing things. The one thing I learned as a born-again Christian, especially when I entered the ministry, as a leader, Jesus is such an exciting God. He's never boring. The religious folks, even in his days and in our days, they are boring, okay? They're stiff-necked, but not Jesus. And his followers... She'll be as exciting as well because of the awesomeness of our God. Okay? And how do you know that the prophecy is from God? God gets all the glory. This is the test. And it's so easy. You will remember it. You don't need to memorize it. How do you know that the prophecy to the nations, your personal prophecy to the church, is from our Lord Jesus Christ? God gets all the glory. You will benefit from it. And it will benefit his people. It's not just one. It will benefit his people. You benefit from it too. So these are the three important elements that you need to consider when you're dealing with prophecy. Because Jesus said that we have to test their fruits, the fruits of their lives. Okay? And why are we discussing now? After all, this is the prophetic voice of our time. Because prophecy is important in our days. Many things are happening, and of course, the revelation of Christ that is being revealed by the Holy Spirit is just so awesome. His plan, his purpose, and his ways of doing things, and his heart. So the revelation is progressive. That's why we need the thus saith the Lord. If people would say that prophecy is not for today, they're gone away with, who says? It is the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ that is the spirit of prophecy. So while we're here on the earth and when he come and get us and when we returned and said, all prophecies, good plans of God will be fulfilled, then it will go away. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 in NIV says, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Revelation is progressive. So don't hold on to your doctrines, not unless is front and center is our Lord Jesus Christ. Your doctrine, if it limits God and if it limits God's people, it will become an elitist and only few selected few are getting hold of it. Or you think that you're one of the remnants and everybody else will be in error. And so that is an old doctrine. Okay. Why did I say that? 
when the 120 at the upper room got baptized by the Holy Spirit, and they start speaking in other tongues, and then they start preaching the way, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah. 3,000 of them got convicted, and Peter did not have to take an altar call. They asked him, 3,000 of them, what shall we do to get saved? Because it is the Holy Spirit who convicts the world of their sins. It is not our program. It is not our anointing. It is the Holy Spirit. All we need to do is to be led by him and follow his instruction to the letter. And we have to have love for his people. If you cannot love them, you cannot reach them. You cannot win them for Christ. Okay? And 3,000 of them. So the remnants are gone. And it is now a lot of people like in our days. But in our days, everyone has to be equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit so that signs and wonders will follow. Because this is where we're going. The government of God, the body of Christ, will revolve as revelation is progressive. And she will become a powerful, glorious, and influential church, not just a few elites, okay? So Jesus never did have a program or pattern that he followed in his ministry. He never did. Like, for example, in healings. The healings he performed, one person got healed because first Jesus forgave his sins. And, of course, the religious devils in his time found fault in that. And then he commanded him, the layman, to pick up his mat and walk. And he did. Then, blind Bartimaeus, he disrupted the meeting and cried out to Jesus that he wanted to receive his sight. And Jesus just asked him a question. Do you believe? And Bartimaeus said, yes, Lord. And he received his sight. And about the ten lepers... They were already there, wanting Jesus to heal them. But Jesus commanded them to show themselves to the priest. And as they obeyed, on their way, they got healed and delivered from leprosy. I don't know how God does it. He never ran out of ideas, of ways and means of performing miracles. The only assured thing is the results, if you believe. If we believe and obey his instructions or commands, we receive our miracles. God is that unpredictable. He is so exciting. I'd say when it comes to his ways, the only predictable things are the results of it. And one thing that you have to understand about a loving and merciful God, okay? If the prophecy is judgment, if someone repents, Or if the people of God intercede, God always either he'll lessen the intensity of the judgment or he'll postpone the judgment or reverse it entirely because he's a loving God. When it comes to good things that he promised, believe and trust him and he is faithful. It will surely come to pass. So if you're dealing with unbelief, unworthiness or fear today, Focus on who God is. Do not focus on your situation. Do not focus on yourself, okay? Jesus, while on the earth, did not follow 
also the protocol set by men, but he was led by the Holy Spirit. Starting the day that he entered the ministry, after his baptism, water baptism by John, until the day he was taken to heaven, he was led by the Holy Spirit. We are his followers, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach and lead us, okay? If you can analyze things, or if you can do what you're supposed to do out of your own strength, it is not a miracle. You don't need miracles to produce the right results. If God tells you to do within your power, within your means and ability, that is obedience, and you will reap a harvest for it. In 2019 is going to be a year, a glorious year, and supernatural manifestations that never, ever recorded or witnessed before in the history of the church. You're talking about the magnitude of the revelation and the manifestations of supernatural things. How exciting is that? We need to increase in number. We need to take our post. When summoned by the Holy Spirit, we need to get ready. Okay? And also, I want to remind you, in Jesus' time, people and his disciples were amazed of all the healings he performed. Later on, he instructed the disciples to do the same thing. And as they followed his instruction to the letter, the disciples were able to perform miracles too. But lo and behold, the disciples were used by the Lord for miracles. They were there to witness the, um, the miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ. But they were also astounded when Jesus rebuked the wind and calmed the storm. They were astounded when he walked on water. Everybody also were amazed that every time he preached, he spoke with authority. This is who we are. This is what God expects us to do in our days. And you need to start speaking and commanding miracles to come in your life, starting with your own. Your own healing, your own deliverance, the salvation of your family, and start to forgive. Only believe, okay? So we need to speak with authority in his name. I am learning so much about the move of God for the past several years. And every time that we held a conference or a miracle crusade, even overseas, especially overseas, my life changed too every time God moves. And just like I said, his ways of doing things, he is unpredictable on how he's going to move. But the result is always astounding. For example, the Holy Spirit started touching people, and people are getting slain with me not touching them. The first time I held a miracle crusade overseas, God touched his people, and they were slain, and the people were falling like a tidal wave. Hundreds of people got saved that night. Then, when I was ministering on the youth one time, and I called on them so that I can pray to each and every one of them. There were about 50 of them in that particular Sunday. And of course, when they stood in front of the podium, they had someone, each one of them had someone, a catcher standing behind them. As soon as I stepped down on the podium, I started praying in the Spirit. On the way, before I lay hands to even one of them, I heard the Holy Spirit telling me, Christina, let me do it. And before I opened my mouth, 
A wind blew, and they were all on the floor, including the catchers. Split second. Okay? So that's different. It's different from the tidal wave. So one time in our leadership conference, God touched them by hundreds and then became thousands. The result was the same. It's spectacular. But his ways on how he did it is, a, is always different. And this is how exciting it is. We cannot cling to the old ways when Jesus is giving us a new revelation. As long as Jesus is front and center, he gets the glory, you benefit from it as a result, and it will benefit his people. And said, you embrace it because changes, major changes are coming upon the body of Christ. And this is what is going to happen in your life to those that believe, to those who obey. It is now time for the body of Christ to do greater work. Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God, waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. And that is our job, my dear brothers and sisters. We need to look at things through the eyes of God, through the eyes of love. And keep this in mind. This will change. You meditate on this and you ask the Holy Spirit, okay? For many, many years now, it has been our belief and it has been the mindset of many Christians that as if Jesus died on the cross, as if God sent the Holy Spirit here to empower us so that we, we will improve or renovate the Babylonian system. No. He did not come to heal the Babylonian system or correct it. Our job is to take over and implement his ways of doing things here on earth. For the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the seas. We are supposed to rule and reign with him here on earth. Just like I said, God is not into renovation business. He killed the old man and he gave us a new life that all the past have gone. He gave his name, his name that comes with authority and power, both in heaven and on earth. That's how powerful you and I are. Our job is to receive what God has for us and to share it to others, to mature the rest of the body of Christ. This is not about the elitist people, and please do not focus on the five offices, okay? I'm talking about you. You know deep inside you know that there is something more about just doing the routine, going to the services, singing a song. You knew because deep inside of you, you knew that there is a greatness in you that you need to fulfill your destiny. And this is why Jesus came, okay? He found fault in the law. He found fault in the Levitical priesthood. So he came so that his people, including the nation of Israel, will have a better covenant with him in Christ Jesus, okay? So our job is to receive what God has for us and share it to others. Preach the gospel of good news and make disciples to mature them. It is not about our own ministry or about our own anointing, okay? We are supposed to implement God's ways of doing things here on earth. 
Don't talk about the past, especially your past. Focus on today and the future. We can do something about today, and we can do something about tomorrow, not our past. Our Lord Jesus Christ finished his work here on earth, and he expects us to continue and take over the world before he returns. Remember, right now we're looking at it as if the Babylonian system is just so big, and we are small as far as Christians is concerned, and we look at it as an impossible for us to take over. The reality of it is, as soon as John the Baptist came into the ministry, he was already prophesying about the Messiah and the kingdom of our God, okay? Jesus preached about the kingdom of God. So the reality is, there are two kingdoms that are operating on the earth right now, the Babylonian system and the kingdom of our God. Once you got born again, you got into the kingdom of our God. So we have to implement his ways of doing things. We have to learn and follow the pattern that Jesus gave us, okay? And you know the ending part of it. In Revelation eleven fifteen, in part, I'm going to read from New King James Version. The kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. We take over. And this is the beginning of that year. Thank God it's in our generation. It's in our year. Keep in mind, we cannot improve the Babylonian system without getting contaminated by it. If we apply it in our lives, our businesses, Yes, you might have have some success, but you will not live happily ever after because the Babylonian system is a concept of pride, of divisiveness. That's its foundation. Competition, confusion, right? People are talking the same language, but they're speaking entirely different. That is the Babylonian system. But the kingdom of our Lord The foundation of the kingdom of our Lord is our Lord Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone and is going to be built by the apostles and prophets in which Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. That is in Ephesians 2.19, okay? So the Babylonian system is about divisiveness, competition, and confusion. But in the kingdom of God, our unifying force is Christ Jesus and our language is love. Because God is love. And also, the kingdom of our God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And in the kingdom of our God, this is where you belong. This is where I belong. And we need to operate and apply His ways of doing things here on earth. You know, you really must attend our December 31st prophetic conference here in San Antonio, Texas. It will be held at the Hilton Garden Inn Hotel at the Rim. This is the first time we are opening it to everybody. It is free, but you must register by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Event. Again, our website is SOGMI.org, and click Event. If you are out of town and will be needing hotel accommodation, we reserve a block of rooms at a discounted rate. So if you are one of those that is being steered by the Holy Spirit, or you are really desperate in hearing the thus saith the Lord, 
And if you are one of those that are sensing that there is more in the kingdom of our God than warming up pews and that God is about ready to move, you don't want to miss this important event. You definitely need to attend this conference. Remember, it's on December 31st at 7 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. Seating is limited. Prophecies will be released to the nations, to the body of Christ, and more than likely to you individually. We're also going to share the revelations that we've been getting from the Holy Spirit. This need to be shared and you need to come. And I also want to thank those who made monthly pledges to support expansion of this program. Thank you, Mike, mi esposo, the president of this organization, for making that extra commitment. Thank you, Dora, for spearheading this. Thank you, Ed and Sylvia, Javier, Esther, Gail, Gary, and Paula. This is a great seed, and you know it. And I'm running out of time again. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.